0: Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hi, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I'm sitting with Marilyn Clint, who is the Chief Operating Officer and Director of Events and Communications at the Portland Rose Festival. Thank you so much for being with me.
1: Uh, I'm glad to be here. That's a lot of title. It is. It's a
0: big title. How long have you been working uh, for the Rose Festival? Well, uh, long enough to get a string of titles. Yes. That's for
1: sure. Mm-hmm.
0: The one I prefer is Parade Queen. Right. I did note that. that uh, oh, my gracious. That's right, because you had your 40th anniversary with the Rose Festival. I did. So I have been with Rose
1: festivals so long, that back when the Starlight Parade was invented in 1976, mm-hmm. I was a manager for that event.
0: Oh, my goodness. I know.
1: So that's how I started off on my Parade Queen thing. And I was just two years out of high school at the oh, time. So
0: How great is that? Yeah. And you're a native Portlander?
1: I am a native Portlander. My mother moved here um, from back east, from the Midwest, actually. And she was a crazy Rose Festival fan, Mm. huge. It was a big, big deal in our family. Mm -hmm. So it was always a big deal to me, and we were always um, trotted off to the parades and My mom always entered what was the theme contest to give the Rose Festival a theme.
0: Yes, I always think that's so wonderful to follow. And tell us what the theme is for this year. The theme is Play Happy. Mm, I don't know.
1: My mom has passed away a long time ago. I wonder what she'd think of that theme. Hmm. Mm. She'd probably like it.
0: What were some of her favorites?
1: Well, uh, actually, she helped come up with the theme for the 2000 Rose Festival, Let's Celebrate. Oh, that's lovely. She did. She
0: and my nephew did. That That's an interesting history of titling the parade. It's got to be inspirational and, and also kind of light and easy to uh, attach yourself to when you're building floats it and so is. on. It is.
1: It's a crazy fun thing to do to try to put a theme on the whole festival. And we usually do it like the summer beforehand. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to look into the future and figure out what is the world going to be like. Mm. And when we came up with Play Happy... We knew we wanted it to be a call to action. Mm. You know what, people? Let's just play happy for a while. Not uh, play nice, but kind of like that. That's play That's
0: interesting. Happy. I like that. thinking about it in that way. Yeah. Uh, that's really lovely. And so, what do you think the Portland Rose Festival celebrates? And it's a lengthy, you know, event.
1: I think it celebrates uh, everything good about the community and... Um, And it's so different for different individuals. Mm -hmm. But the idea is to celebrate what brings us together, Mm -hmm. the things we have in common, not the things that divide us. And in today's world, it's more important than ever to celebrate. Yes. Um, We like to say celebration is essential. Mm. Uh, You know, we talk about essential services. What does everybody need to live? You know, people need to be warm. They need to be fed. They need to be housed. All the things our community struggles Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody does. People also need to celebrate. Mm -hmm. They need a reason to go on every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud to be part of that.
0: Well, there's nothing more exciting and inspirational than hearing all the bands and mm-hmm. watching, seeing all the children on the shoulders of parents and the smiles and the smells. It's really beautiful.
1: So um, it makes me think of a, of a story that I like to tell about years and years ago and during World War II, there were no parades mm-hmm. in the country during World War II. And, and Rose Festival, when we had our big parade um, after the war was over in 1946, Everybody went crazy, and it was the the biggest parade route of all time. More people on the parade route than ever, crowded, crowded. But people did not put kids on their shoulders in those days. It just wasn't the thing. Mm. And people did not sit to watch the parade. Everybody stood, Mm. and everybody wore hats. So, so many people crowded the route, standing along the route, that the kids could not get up to the front to see the parade. And the story goes, and I've read several accounts of it, that the local kids went to parks and just played during the parade while the adults stood and watched.
0: Oh, for heaven's sake. Uh,
1: it was quite controversial. And in fact, uh, it got into a little war of war- words in the local newspapers saying, oh my gosh, it was the it was the visitors to Portland who caused all the trouble. And the visitors saying, oh, these Portlanders are rude. They didn't let the kids watch the parade. It was a big deal. Oh, that's really interesting. It's funny. Oh, my Portlanders love their parade.
0: Yes, they do. And now children are on people's shoulders. And yes. I'm sure all sorts of other ways of watching the parade. And
1: people are sitting and mm-hmm. they're in sleeping bags. they got their and... tents. Oh, yeah. They oh, I, yeah. they
0: camp out with their spots. They do. They do. They take it seriously. So describe for me the difference in your view uh, between the Starlight Parade and the Rose Parade.
1: So that's, that's a great question. And I've managed both events. And I love both events. And Starlight Parade is such a zany mm-hmm. adventure, right? Nighttime parade. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, it was called the Maricana Parade, mm. and it was a pretty crazy thing, very Mardi Gras, right? Mm-hmm. Rose Festival was um, really, really came into existence as a carnival like Mardi Gras. Mm. And so the Maricana Parade was our carnival parade, our nighttime event. And if have you ever been to New Orleans? Have yes. you ever been to Mardi Gras? Yes. Okay. Well. It's not exactly like Portland, right? No. And people don't stay behind a pink line to watch their parades, mm-hmm. right? They've got cattle guards. They've got police, uh, police in uniform every few entries in New Orleans. Great city. Totally different parades. Mm-hmm. Well, that used to be Americana Parade. It was wild and woolly. Mm. And years ago, I found a police after action report for the very last Uh, Americana parade that called it the wettest, wildest, um, wackiest thing ever on the streets of Portland, Mm. and they recommended it be canceled. Oh. Yeah, because it was just so crazy. It had gotten out of control for Portlanders. Hmm. So what they did is cancel it. They canceled it in 1972, last Americana Parade. And then that parade in 76, reinventing the Starlight Parade or bringing back the nighttime parade, that's when I was working for Rose Festival. And hmm. the Starlight Parade came back, and we decided it needed to be a little more staid, but it could still be... More zany Mm -hmm. than our daytime parade.
0: How do you define that for entrance? What's the difference between the entrance?
1: So you're really looking for fun-loving folks. And most of the folks in the Starlight Parade are nonprofit organizations from all around the community Mm -hmm. and around the Northwest, actually. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the beautiful floats come from up north, um, from communities and festivals like, like the Seafair in Seattle. They'll send a float. The Commodores will send a float. And you'll see floats representing um astoria you know communities like that mm-hmm. and then lots of nonprofits and you'll see stuff like um the the stormtroopers from star wars right i remember the briefcase <laughs> That was one of the favorites, right? The CPAs, the marching CPAs Mm -hmm. with their briefcases Mm -hmm. or the postal workers, you know. Um, Everybody's trying to be a little more fun, Mm -hmm. um, not take themselves so seriously. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, um, quite a few years ago, I said, we need zombies. We got to have zombies. Zombies were everywhere. And I'm a great lover of zombies. I was raised on horror films.
0: Who doesn't love zombies?
1: I, I don't know. I'm I know there are a few because they all complained, the ones that didn't like it, after we brought zombies (laughs) to the Starlight Parade. Oh, that's funny. But we still have fantastic representation Mm -hmm. of that that lighter side in Starlight Parade Mm -hmm. in what we call kind of a Portlandia section Mm -hmm. of the zany and wonderful things about Portland that we all love.
0: So do you travel around the country observing parades and getting ideas?
1: I have um, had the good fortune to go to a lot of festivals Mm -hmm. around the country and to get to see a lot of parades and to be part of what's called the International Festivals and Events Association, which Mm. is an organization that brings together all of the folks um, from around the world to do festivals.
0: That's so interesting because I've been talking to several artists today for various podcasts. And the the art of making a festival or a parade yes. is really a special thing that can bring people together and do a lot for the community. It is. It's
1: it's really um, a creative enterprise, but it's also a business. So mm-hmm. you have to be a little left-brained and right-brained mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you don't have both sides, you need to surround yourself with people that bring the different elements mm-hmm. um, to remember that you want to be creative, but you also have to make sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm a great operations person. I'm very linear, but I'm also extremely out of the box when it comes to creativity. Mm. So I've been fortunate that, that my crazy skill sets have landed me somehow in the right place yes. um, to do this.
0: And and if there were was a young person listening and they they thought this is something I'm interested in doing, how
1: would you suggest that they go about it? That is a great question. In this day and age, you can actually take um, courses that lead you into special events management, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of resources. When I was growing up, there was no such thing. You invented it. I uh, mean, it was invented over the course of my life by mm-hmm. tons of creative folks um, who were making the great great festivals in the world, and. One of those wonderful people um, that's a famous name, the True Parade Queen um, in the United States, just passed away. Mm-hmm. A woman by the name of Jean McFadden. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely instrumental in making the Macy's Parade what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know the names within our industry of the the folks who have made a difference and made events that are memorable and that we can all copy from, mm-hmm. you know learn from, mm-hmm. and we do. You know, we get together and we talk about what would, be, um, what would be good for your city. You know, every market is different, and every city is different, like I was talking about um, New Orleans. Uh, but we always bring at least one parade person from somewhere else in the country to come judge our floats. Uh, for the Grand Floral Parade Mm -hmm. and so we look for somebody um, who might be on the West Coast or East Coast or somebody that we've met at international festivals and they come and look at what we do and Grand Floral Parade, not many people do what we do they mm-hmm. don't do these big all floral all naturally covered floats they're
0: so beautiful they are works of art it's so uh, much fun to go and watch them before they go you know oh, I agree when you go to the parking I lot agree. I'm not sure where that's going to be this year I I'm agree. sure you know well
1: we we do park the floats afterwards mm-hmm. so that everybody can see them on mm-hmm. Nato Parkway outside City Fair so on Saturday and Sunday which will be the 9th and 10th of June mm-hmm. people can come see the floats up close
0: oh there's so much they're so yeah. magnificent just to see that workmanship
1: they're amazing. Mm -hmm. And it takes great creativity. About uh, four years ago, we started a program called our mini float program for communities and all around Portland and festivals to Mm -hmm. be involved as well. Mm. And I think we're going to have 10 or 11 mini floats in this year's parade. Mm. And they're on golf carts, Mm. but same standards, all natural covered and all, you know, put together by volunteers. And um, it's a fantastic addition to the parade. Who's the winningest
0: float That's a great
1: question. Um, We have some amazing float sponsors. And I would say probably lately it's been Reese's, Reese's Fine Foods. Yes. Fantastic um, sponsor and fantastic supporter of Rose Festival. Mm -hmm. And um, I can give you a hint that their float this year is going to be an otter Mm. that will be suspended as if on water, although there'll be no water there. So people will have to look and see if they can see the trick behind this amazing float.
0: Ooh, I otter love that
1: one. Oh, you're so quick.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fast. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the treasure hunt.
1: Oh, the, the treasure hunt. So... You know, the treasure hut has so much lore involved in it. Um, There used to be a fellow uh, with the Oregonian who would write the clues.
0: I remember that. Do you remember? I moved here in 1988, and I remember the first Rose Festival when I moved here. And uh, I just thought that was the coolest it's, thing ever. It's
1: all about the clues, right? Mm-hmm. So this fellow, the, the story goes that people learned he was writing the clues and they used to follow him around. So he'd have to sneak out of his house when it was time to go hide the treasure wow. so that people wouldn't know where it was. Mm-hmm. And we have a wonderful guy that I will never reveal who he is or where he is that writes the clues, mm. and he is a historian of this treasure hut. He knows who won it when and who kept the treasure and who you know where it was. And is it that,
0: still the medallion? It is. That they it's, hide. It's
1: a medallion that we put together that has the Rose Festival theme on it, so mm-hmm. it looks like our Rose Festival pin that we do every year. Mm-hmm. And and um, then the, and I never want to know where it is. Mm-hmm. I I want to be surprised so I can try to follow the clues. Not that I. Ever have had it right? I've never had it right. One year, a um, few years ago, when we first brought it back, it was right across from my office. I could see. I have a fantastic office right on the waterfront, mm. and I could. If I had known it was right across from my office, right by the Vera Cats. Um, statue there on the east East Bank Esplanade. I know exactly where that's that where is. it was hidden. Oh, I was convinced it was in Oregon City. I had a plan. I was going to go to Oregon City and look in the cemetery. I I knew where it was, but <laughs> I it was nowhere close.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so much fun! Yeah, I just love really that. It is really fun.
1: So um, the the treasure hunt itself involves you know people who are really passionate about mm-hmm. Rose Festival. Mm-hmm. The Passion about Rose Festival, you know, something I grew up with because my mom was so passionate. Mm -hmm. It takes crazy passion to do what we do. Mm -hmm. And like I would ever have time to go to Oregon City during Rose Festival when we work (laughs) 24-7 to try to put it together.
0: Speaking of passion, it reminds me of the Royal Rosarians. And they're just seeing them physically in their costumes or do not amazing. really a costume, it's a uniform. Yes,
1: they're amazing. They're, the, what people need to know about the Royal Rosarians is they're all volunteer. Mm-hmm. They don't have somebody like me who's paid... Um, to work on what they do they do it themselves um, they pay all their way to all the festivals they go to mm-hmm. um, you know they're completely self-supported they've given more than a million hours of service to this community in the years they've been around and mm-hmm. they're a good partner organization mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and right now uh, the USS Portland is in town getting mm. commissioned tomorrow morning mm. and um, you know I was watching on Facebook all the Rosarians who were there greeting the ship as it came in and they're beautiful beautiful the ambassadors. And, uh, they are
0: friendly and uh, warm and knowledgeable. They're wonderful folks. Mm-hmm. And people
1: like to poke fun of their outfits and and their history, but you know what? That's what Portland's about.
0: <laughs> I love those uniforms. I think they're just super cool. That's
1: right. I agree.
0: And then I really wanted to ask you a little bit about the Rose Princesses and how you're responding to women and uh what women are wanting from That's contests like this that, today. That's
1: a, that's a great topic. And, you know, we could always talk for hours about it because um, it's an amazing program. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking to someone on the phone on the way here. Um, you know, I, I was talking to her about the Rose Festival Court. This year, we have 14 women mm-hmm. from around the community mm-hmm. representing their schools. Yes. And so that's a lot of women. It is. And um, I had the chance to be with them for a couple hours last weekend And I do some training with them on communication. And I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed with how they respond to today's world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I ask them hard questions to Mm -hmm. prepare them for hard questions. And those women are thoughtful. Um, They're representative of their individual schools, neighborhoods, cultures, very culturally diverse. You know, they they look at the world in such a wonderful way. Mm -hmm. And... It's not about beauty. It's Mm -hmm. not about who's the prettiest girl. It's not like a pageant. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really about community service. It's about being willing to represent. It's a commitment. Mm -hmm. It's practically a full-time commitment. Um, After the 1st of May, they will be traveling for five weeks in and around Portland, five days a week, just like a job, often eight to ten hours a day. And the idea of the Rose Festival Court is to take Portland... um, The Rose Festival, take it to folks who can't get to the Rose Festival, Mm -hmm. and to bring it to to people like folks in hospitals or um, people in hospice or doing community service, those sorts of things, and making visits all over. They'll make more than 100 visits Mm. in the course of of five weeks.
0: I think a lot of uh, contests like these that are for women are redefining beauty in I expanding agree. and bumping out the sides to what to service and how you show yourself to be a beautiful person on the whole. And certainly all those activities you so right. are a part of that. You're so right. And I'm so glad that these women represent so many
1: ways that women think, mm-hmm. that they look, that they act, that they speak. Mm. Uh, it, there is no mold. If there was ever a mold, it was broken decades ago. Thank heaven. Thank goodness.
0: Molds are for dummies.
1: Yes, <laughs> they are. And these and the women are amazing. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very proud to be associated with it. It's again all volunteer run program. And it takes hours and hours and hours of volunteer work to make sure these girls are outfitted and on the road every day mm-hmm. and to make sure they're safe and they're happy and they're enjoying themselves. And then thanks to fantastic corporate sponsors, they get wonderful scholarships. And they get wonderful wardrobes. Mm-hmm. And they get a lot of training. To they're take. playing happy. They will be playing happy. for. They're already playing happy. Hmm. And pretty soon, in a couple of weeks, they will absolutely be on the road playing happy.
0: So I have just two more questions for you. Oh. What do you find most hopeful about these times, well, personally I th- or professionally?
1: I, I think I just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's about these young people. Mm. It's about how thoughtful they are, how much they care. So I'm a child of the 60s. And uh, when I was you know, a, a teenager in the 1960s, we cared very much about our world. You know, We went out and volunteered. We went out and let the world know what we thought and how we wanted the world to be. And that's what I see today. Mm-hmm. That's what I see in young people today, and that makes me hopeful.
0: Me too. And what do you
1: crave? Oh, what do I crave? I crave... Um, I crave John Lennon. I, I crave um, Beatles music. Oh. I have to have my Beatles music. Oh. So if I don't have my Beatles music every day, I'm not the same happy person oh. that I need to be.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's just been a real delight. And I know everyone's really excited about playing happy this year. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. You too, Marilyn. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.